This is poetry from Studio 47. Welcome. Today's poet is Bill Meisner. Meisner was born on July 11, 1948, in Sioux City, Iowa. He grew up in Algona, Iowa, as well as Baraboo, Wisconsin. He attended the University of Massachusetts, Amherst, where he graduated in 1972. When I asked him what got him interested in writing, he had this to say. I've been interested in writing since I was young. At age 10, I wrote a Twilight Zone-type adventure story with bad illustrations on my dad's work stationery. After watching a rerun episode where the Earth was moving closer and closer to the sun, I sent a letter to Rod Serling's network describing an episode idea of the Earth getting farther and farther away from the sun. I never heard back from him. At age 17, I began writing poems when a creative voice started compelling me to write down some words— it might sound odd, but at the time, I had no idea what the poems meant. I guess my inner creative voice was trying to get through to my outer everyday shell. A prolific writer, Meisner's work has appeared in over 200 literary journals, and he is known for writing about baseball and baseball memorabilia. His books include The Road to Cosmos, Hitting into the Wind, Spirits in the Grass, The Sleepwalker's Sun, Learning to Breathe Underwater, Twin Sons of Different Mirrors, American Compass, and The Mapmaker's Dream. Meisner has won the Midwest Book Award, a fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts, a Loft McKnight Award in Poetry, a Minnesota State Art Board Fellowship, and a Jerome Foundation Fellowship. He is the Director of Creative Writing at St. Cloud State University. Today's poem is A Little Something About the World's Largest Ball of Twine. This particular poem appears in The Mapmaker's Dream, and I have to admit that when I saw it in the table of contents, I immediately flipped to page 47 to read it. It's a captivating title, and although I've never actually seen the largest ball of twine in the world, if you grew up in Minnesota, as I did, you knew that it existed. It's one of those oddball roadside attractions, and if I'm ever in Darwin, Minnesota, you had better believe that I'm going to check this thing out. Since I have yet to find myself passing through Darwin, Minnesota, reading this poem is the next best thing to actually seeing the largest ball of twine in the world. This, then, is A Little Something About the World's Largest Ball of Twine by Bill Meisner. For 37 years, he wound the twine around and around itself, a work of art, maybe, or just a ball of twine that made his life a little larger each day, just a man named Francis Johnson in the town of Darwin, Minnesota, population too small, spinning yarns about how big the ball could become if he kept adding to it for years, for the rest of his life even. He collected it from farms and lumberyard and post office, places where that rough, frayed twine really had a use, holding bales of hay together, keeping stacks of wooden slats straight, making sure cardboard boxes didn't open their flaps and spill everything they kept inside. Dull, everyone in town said about him. Dull and crazy. But Francis didn't care. Soon the ball grew to six feet in height, and he had to rotate it a little to keep it from going flat on one side, like a tire losing air. Let it grow and grow, he thought. Let it roll all the way across the country, put this lonely island of a place on a map, let them marvel at it, flocking to Darwin from all over America, spinning their wheels towards Main Street, gasping, Twine! Twine! Useless, people said. 
It's just twine. But Francis Johnson knew he could make these discarded pieces feel important, tie them with calloused fingers to other useless pieces, make the uselessness grow into something long and amazing. In the later years, he climbed a ladder to reach the top of his Guinness World Records sagging gray ball of twine. It was so big it evolved, almost, as if it had a brain of its own. Sometimes, late at night, when he sat near it, he thought he heard the sound of rain evaporating from it, or perhaps it was breathing, thought he heard some muffled words, a faint pulsing, as if something was living in the middle of its core, a reminder of who he was, maybe, years ago when he picked up a short length of twine in the barn, then circled it around his little finger until the tip turned purple. Just a ball of twine, or a work of art, maybe, almost symmetrical, but never quite. With just one roll, the 11-ton ball could crush him, though he knew it would never turn on its master like that. He knew they'd sit side by side for a long time, his hand caressing frayed strings. He didn't care what the townspeople said. He tied his whole life into this one little planet. As he added each length, he felt his heart tighten a little, as if it, too, were made of twine, as if it, too, were a ball of hidden knots, as if it, too, would go on beating without him as soon as he was gone. Poetry from Studio 47 is hosted and curated by Patrick Hicks. This episode was recorded remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic and produced by Peter Folliard. We both send our best wishes. Thank you for listening.